This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at houseofcardsradio.com. You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over king. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player, Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. If you've been looking at the newspapers, I'm talking about the New York Times or even any other large major metropolitan newspaper, you've probably seen on the front page uh, big articles about casino gambling. You've seen it about New Jersey and how they have lost market share and uh, the markets are down so much that a number of places are closing or at risk of closing. And you may also have been reading about how in Massachusetts what seemed like a booming possibility of getting casino gambling is now being faced with the very serious threat of a no vote or actually a yes vote for a referendum question that would repeal the casino enabling legislation that um, the legislature put into effect three and a half years ago. So casino gambling has been in the news. We have an expert on casino gambling. His name is Mark Polarski. He writes a column. He's written books. He's a very smart guy. He has a lot of experience in the industry. We're going to pick his brain uh, about casino gambling in general and then also about what to do when you go into a casino if you play any of the casino games. And then we're going to be talking to the founder and the director of the Mid-States Poker Tour, uh, talking about his tour. So I think it should be two very interesting interviews. I hope you can stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a Pro-Caliber poker table. Pro-Caliber tables are made with high-quality gaming suede and suited speed cloths. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now you get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a Pro-Caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code HOCRADIO when you check out at ProCaliberPoker.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER. That's 240-257-6537. Remember, to get your free gift when ordering your poker table, use offer code HOCRADIO. That's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O. Order by phone at 240-257-6537 or online at ProCaliberPoker.com. Pro-caliber poker tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. 
Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout, and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fort Lee, and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Texas Hold'em, daily tournaments, and sit and goes. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you trust, so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. All right, this is my show, and it's a serious intellectual hour of discussion, and I want to keep it that way. All right, in three, two, one. Magic hour. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Uh, If you've been paying attention, you've noticed that both New Jersey casinos and the issue of whether Massachusetts will be allowed to have casinos or not have both been in the news, front-page stories about the closure of casinos or the potential closure in New Jersey and uh, the likelihood or unlikelihood of Massachusetts uh, repealing its casino law. So we decided to have on an expert in those and other subjects related to gambling. His name, Mark Polarski. He has a very long list of credentials. He's uh, been in the casino trenches. He's worked for seven different casinos. He writes a nationally syndicated gambling column. He's a university lecturer, blah, 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 blah. Really impressive stuff, and we have him on right now. Mark, are you there? I am here, Ashley. Terrific. So just fill our listeners in on what you do now in the gambling industry. What is your what is your chief uh, activity when it comes to gambling today? I actually do two things. I write a nationally syndicated column, as you mentioned, and the other thing I do is I create educational products uh, for people to learn about gambling before they go in there and deposit their hard-earned money. Do you gamble yourself? Uh, not much. I mean, I, obviously, I go all the time. If I get a question on a specific machine, you know, I've been in the business for so long, and when I was working in the business, I gambled a whole lot more than I do now because at that time, I was living up at Lake Tahoe and uh, worked the whole time in that business in Reno, Tahoe. But when I moved back to Michigan, we have some Indian casinos. Uh, one's actually a couple miles from me. I could actually look out my window across the bay and see it. Uh, I do go in there when I get questions related to machines. They've got them all. And I just don't have the access to it. I, I enjoy sports betting. That's just, you know, with friends and stuff like that. But uh, am I a gambler? No. Okay. Well, I guess that says it all. When were you in Reno and Tahoe? I was in Reno and Tahoe. Actually, I got started in the business just before resorts opened up in New Jersey. I think they opened in May of 78, and I started in February of 78 in the casino business. So when I got started, the only place you could gamble in a casino was the state of Nevada, and, and that's where I was. So we're talking 70s and early 80s. So I went to 1998 within a casino. Nine, oh, excuse me, 96 within a casino. 
moved to Michigan in 98. Well, it's interesting to me that you have spanned such a long breadth of time that you've seen casinos going from being very, very small area that they existed to now practically ubiquitous. I, I'm just curious while I'm thinking about it, what do you think? Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing or neutral? I'm, I'm, I would say neutral because for some reasons when I read that it's an economic engine and it, the jobs, there's some things that I see positives in them. And at the same time, I see the negatives when it comes to crime, traffic, blah, blah, blah. But uh, what I'm seeing now after 50 years of growth actually in the business, because Nevada was slow 50 years ago and now it's grown to look at the size of Las Vegas. And, and it is so competitive now. They're just they're just beating each other up, and that's going to be tough for Massachusetts when we talk about that. I mean, there's just gambling everywhere. Fifty percent of the states have gambling. I mean, some form of casino gambling. It's tough in this business. It's it's not for the faint-hearted. As a matter of fact, I believe in the last two years, no area has shown any growth in gambling. It starts fast, but none of the states that have come online with gambling have shown any growth in the last two years, actually mostly losses. Even Pennsylvania hasn't grown over the last two years? Well, Pennsylvania's their their uh, net return has been neutral for the last year. So, And they're the biggest competitor for Atlantic City. I mean, they have uh, all but swallowed up that market. I mean, that market's been reduced, you know, since 2005, 50%. So, I mean, Pennsylvania, you know, around the, especially around the uh, Philadelphia area, those casinos have done well. But to see average growth over year after year, it's been stagnant in all the gaming markets across the United States. So what Maybe about that's the correct way of saying it? So aggregately, it's been stagnant too. Not just each market separately, but there are now more markets. But even if you added up all gaming revenue from 2012 to July 2014, it's been flat. I would say it's been flat, and we're coming out of supposedly this great recession. So. I I sort of look at it, you know, I think it's maybe a little bit more than just, you know, if you were to go casino against casino, area against area. Have we come out of the Great Recession of, like, the slot player? Because I always look at, like, Darden, Darden restaurants. I mean, you've got Olive Garden, and then you've got uh, Red Lobster, and they've shown a 20% decline in their stock in their market. They just sold off Red Lobster. And the Red Lobster, the Garden, uh, the Olive Garden players, those are your slot players. And I cruise the casinos. One thing I do do when you say, do I gamble? And I say, you know, really not that much. But I do cruise the casinos all the time. I mean, I was in three of them this past week in northern Michigan. I was in Detroit three weeks ago. And I look around all the time. And I'm trying to see, I'm trying to gauge who the new player is for these 26 states that have gambling. And what I'm not seeing, I'm just not seeing it at all. I'm not seeing the youth come out and gamble. In one form or another. And it's, I think it was Mexa or Mexa, Mezca. It's a consulting group that said only 18% of the youth is out there gambling between the ages of 21 and 35. And they're not playing slots. And slots is the ticket for all these casinos now. So I'm a little bit more worried than the casinos coming online. I'm looking for the players of the future. Because what I see now is a lot of elderly folks propped up in front of slot machines, not the youth, and the baby boomers, you know, neutral on whether they go or or not. Stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break. Need to sell your house fast? We're Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman Ugg, but did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs, and we close fast. Call today for your no obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. If your house needs repairs, you're ready to downsize. Tired of renters and those rental property repairs, retiring, experiencing a job transfer, inherited a property, or just need to sell your house fast. Do what thousands of satisfied Homevestor customers have done. Call Homevestors today for a no-obligation consultation at 866-I-WANT-UG. 
866-I-WANT-UG. We'll close fast and pay cash. So what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. Midwest poker players now have a poker tour to call their own. The Mid-States Poker Tour. The Mid-States Poker Tour is traveling around the region now. Their next major event is coming up at the Tropicana Evansville in Evansville, Indiana, August 16th to the 24th. The Tropicana event has a guaranteed main event prize pool of $200,000, so don't be left out. Check out their website, msptpoker.com, for registration and additional tournament information. The Mid-States Poker Tour, a poker tour designed for poker players. Wake up, poker fans! You're listening to House of Cards. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Just for listeners who just tuned in, we've been talking to Mark Polarski, who is a well-recognized gambling authority. He's written a whole bunch of stuff. I wonder how that translates to poker volume. I suspect it's parallel, but I don't know for sure. I've noticed that uh, in the casinos that I frequented, the poker rooms are not growing. They're shrinking. Certainly the number of rooms are contracting. If you go through Las Vegas, uh, in the last two years, we've lost, I think, nine or ten casinos have given up their poker rooms. Um, I In Atlantic City, well, in um, in Tunica, it's devastating. There's only one room left out of, there used to be five, now there's one room that has uh, poker. And uh, I think that's probably true in other places as well. Interesting. So well, let's... listen, the greatest thing that ever happened to poker is Chris Moneymaker. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you took a guy who bought in for $35 online. He wasn't what you call the most attractive uh, guy. I, I won't say anything derogatory about him, but you look at him and say, hey, if this guy can do it and win the millions, I can do it. <laughs> and I think that was a defining moment for poker right there. But then it, it like casinos, it's oversaturated. You can't watch it on television 24-7 and ESPN and all the other shows. It, it just gets old and it gets boring. And, um, you know, the online market's the same way as the casino. They have taken a drubbing in, in online poker. It, it's a, you know, it really is. Well, what do you mean by that? When you say they've taken a drubbing, what do you mean? Well, they're not, they're not anywhere getting the players that they once had. You know, you always expect in the casino business, it's all based on growth. I mean, you always want to grow the business. And when you're not seeing it, you know, it, it, it becomes a very, very tough business. So the Nevada poker rooms are not, uh, online poker rooms are not growing anymore? Well, I, uh, I'm i not sure if it includes poker, but you take New Jersey, for example, their numbers are way off when it comes to online gambling. They expected, I'm sure, a lot more than they were getting. They're trying to help out Atlantic City any way they can. And they're not seeing the numbers, and now they're trying to move to sports betting, which if I'm going to take a, a – I'll take a guess here. As a matter of fact, I'll set odds at 3-1. to one, You will not be betting the uh, New York Giants against the Detroit Lions on opening day at some racetrack in New Jersey. I, I think that's going to get stopped in its tracks quickly. Well, sure. It's against federal law right now, isn't it? Well, it's against the Wire Act, and what they're trying to do, it's, it's, it's a little technical the way the Wire Act reads, that it sort of says that the states can't be involved. The way the Wire Act reads, or also the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, states can't be involved in any type of form of gambling, uh, sports betting. So what I think they're going to try to do is, well, okay, we will let the racetracks, monitor and, and create sports betting, and the state will not be involved. I think somebody's got legislation right now in Trenton to pass that through. We'll leave it just up to the racetracks. Well, the late racetracks are licensed by the state, so I, that's how I can't know how they can do that. And, I mean, who's going to regulate it? Tony Soprano? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and then you run into the Wire Act. The Wire Act, you can't transfer information via the Internet and or the phone lines anywhere across the United States. So I just think that uh, the attorney general will probably step in, and I believe, once again, the NFL and the whole group of, of, of the sports groups that are trying to stop that sports betting are just going to jump in and say, hey, it ain't going to happen. All and right. by the Supreme Court leaving it alone, 
it reverses back to the five years of litigation that have always said you can't come online with sports betting. So I want to just move you to Massachusetts uh, intellectually for a moment and imagine that there's a forum pro and con. There's, of course, legislation now is going to be on the ballot to uh, rescind the legalization of casino gambling, the uh, enabling legislation, and to prohibit it again. You're asked, you're brought in as an expert witness, and uh, you're asked what, in sum, you have a lot of knowledge of what's been going on, the economy in gambling, the uh, other places that have had it. What is your expert opinion about whether casino gambling will be a net positive or a net negative in Massachusetts? All right. I, I have maybe three points on that. The first one, if it opens, again, it has to go through um, the, this uh, November 4th uh, uh, referendum. Vote. Yep. And and uh, the Suffolk uh, Herald poll, you know, is now saying people oppose it 47, 30%, 7%, whereas in February it was 53, 37 in favor. So I, I don't really, I'm not, I don't have a dog in the sun, and I hate to gauge exactly what's going to happen there. But if it was to uh, open, your first year, it's going to be like Walmart at 6 a.m. on Black Friday. People, when you open a casino, and I've opened three of them. I've worked for seven casinos, like you said, but three of them on opening day. And you just did a nice drive, a nice pump, just like a great restaurant. You just really get the business, and then it starts to tail off. So when you project numbers, I would never recommend – the Gaming Commission or anybody, any uh, government agency that needs that money, to project three, four, five years out down the road that, that do you want that, uh, that, that uh, money, a certain amount. The second point I would make is I'm going to draw an analogy here. When uh, and this is before California came online with gambling, I used to, there's a Edington, Bill Edington used to be a professor, he's deceased now, but he used to be a professor at uh, University of Nevada, Reno, and him and I went round and round that I said these California casinos are really going to take a hit, or the Reno casinos are going to take a hit because of these California casinos coming online. And my analogy was this. When I first moved to California, I lived in Burbank, and being a Detroit Tiger fan, I decided, well, I'm going to get California Angels tickets, season tickets for two other guys. We split them three ways. So here I am driving down towards Anaheim, which was an hour and 10-minute drive, but 12 minutes out of Burbank, I'm driving directly next to Dodger Stadium. Now, I had, what, uh, maybe 30 tickets there, 25 tickets in that pool. How many days do you think I drove by the Dodger Stadium before I said, this is stupid? Now, initially, Massachusetts will have Massachusetts gamblers, and they're trying to get people from not leaving the state. But in the big, big picture, they're not going to come there in droves. People don't go past structures that look the same, feel the same, walks like a duck, must be a duck. So that's the second thing I would I would uh, bring to the table. Wait, I don't – so you – wait, 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 wait. I'm still on your second thing. So I, I don't get your point. People in Massachusetts are going to stay and gamble here, so that's good? Or they are going to keep well, going to Connecticut and so no, the you won't, get, you won't get outside traffic. You won't get outside traffic coming in. Nobody's going to drive unless they have reason to be in Boston conventions, ball games, stuff like that. And you only have one casino there. Uh, they will they will come, but it, it's just you're not going to bring any traffic in from the other states. People get used to the same stores, and when you got so much out there, so much product out there, you just you only have so many. Valid players. I don't know any other way to look at it. I see. They so you'll get so the disposable income, so many players. But you're right. I mean, in Boston, they'll get their traffic. But, you know, if 50% are opposed to it, those 50% are coming. Are you kidding? And A lot of the people who are opposed to it are big gamblers. They just don't want it in their backyard. Well, that's that's a point I've always been, I've been asked that many, many, many times when I put a casino in my backyard. And I lived at one time from the Hyatt Lake Tahoe about 150 yards. That's all I, 150 yards from Lake Tahoe's uh, Hyatt. And it never was a problem to me. Nobody ever walked down our street that shouldn't walk. There's, casinos tend to be self-contained. There, isn't, there might be some crime in the parking lot. You can expect that add security. But um, I've never found, found it a problem living 150 yards from a casino in my backyard. 
It does generate jobs. One of the best things a casino does is it does take, it's an equal opportunity employer. I don't care race, denomination, uh, sex, you can climb a ladder in a business. If you look at my resume, I literally started from the absolute bottom and rose to the near top. Because that casino business, if you stay around long enough, put a smile on your face, you're great with the customers, you will climb a ladder. So that's the positives of gaming. I mean, that's, but when I put one again in my backyard, it just went my, I'll say neutral. Like you say, that, that, that option, I'll take that option, neutral. All right. So if you were living in Massachusetts at this point, you wouldn't take a side on which way you would vote. Well, you know, I might vote in favor. All right, let's take a side here. If I might vote in favor, if, and this is a very positive, this is an if that you don't see in a lot of states. I want to see one thing happen, and I'm going to address this strictly to the Massachusetts Gaming Commission. I want, to, I want them to tell the general public on a monthly basis what the returns on the slot machines are posted in newspapers, because a lot of states don't do that. When you prop yourself up in front of a corner machine, you don't know what the hold is. It could be 15%, it could be 8%, it could be 7%, but you should know so you can be a competitive shopper. It's like if you go to McDonald's now, they print how many fat calories in a Big Mac, That's how true. many calories in a Big Mac, on and on. But I want to know what the returns are on all the games, but specifically slots, because you're going to generate 50% of your business from slot players. Right. So I think that's the most important thing you can do for, for the, the general consumer of your product. Let them know what the odds are against them. I can tell you in the state of Michigan, they don't. You're, you are flying blind here. You're flying blind in most states. But in some states like Illinois, they break it down right to casino by casino by casino, what their return is on every nickel machine, every quarter machine, every dollar machine, every $5 machine, every $25 machine. That makes sense That's to me. That's what I hope, and I haven't seen that anywhere. People need to know what the cost of their gambling is. Uh, just for listeners who just tuned in, we've been talking to Mark Polarski, who is a well-recognized gambling authority. He's written a whole bunch of stuff. Mark, if people want to check out your writing now, what's a website they can go to? They go directly to mine, markpilarski.com. That's M-A-R-K-P-I-L-A-R-S-K-I.com. And uh, it's what I'm doing now is just selling all my educational products at a buck a piece. I, I'm trying to be the dollar king of casino education. I'm just <laughs> trying to get the word. I'm just actually trying to get the word out there. I'm not in it to make money anymore. I'm just in it to spread the word. Well, what is the word about casino gambling? If you were to boil it down, to somebody who's not a player who's thinking of going to a new casino in the area, what's the message to them that you would like them to hear? One sentence. The smarter you play, the luckier you'll be. You've got to play smart against. It's war in there. You're, you're, you're guerrilla gambling. You've got to battle them. But there are great opportunities in a casino that have less than a 1% or 2% edge against you. You should be only making those bets. Only make bets that have two percent or less house advantage. So give so us that's a not going to be slots. Give us a quick so, rundown of what the good bets are and what the bets are to stay away from. Okay, great bet would be blackjack playing perfect basic strategy. Same with video poker, play basic strategy, but uh, make sure they're on good paying machines. You can play baccarat, the player hand the, the bank head, jump on a craps table. On craps, you play the pass line and, and place the six and the eight. Some of your bad bets are the Kino slot machines, playing poorly at blackjack and video poker. Uh, the big six, that big carnival wheel, that, that wheel that goes around, horrendous. You know, there are bets that have, there's one bet, 19 out of 20 in Kino, for example. They're going to offer you, like, a, in Nevada, I think it's $50,000. Now, gambling has been around since 1931 in Nevada, and that game of Kino has been around since 1931. And nobody has ever hit a 19 out of 20 that, you'll, that they will pay you 50000 No human being. I don't think anybody's hit a 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 spot ever in Nevada. Ever. Since 1931. you got to play smart. They're, they're going to set you up with, you know, you go in there and have fun and have fun, too. And, and only play with money you can afford to lose. That's probably the, That's got to be the best tip I can give somebody. 
Well, you've really given us a very quick and thorough education about uh, political issues and the money issues of casino gambling, and I appreciate you coming on, Mark. Oh, no worries. Thank you. Great. I hope you come back on. If uh, we do get casinos in Massachusetts, I think we'll have more people who would be interested in what you have to say here. And I know there are already a lot of people in a lot of other markets that are uh, already casino gambling that uh, will take what you've said to heart, and I appreciate you sharing your knowledge. Well, okay, and, and bring me on next time to just talk about gambling, the good bets and the bad bets, because that's more of my expertise. You know, I write the column more on that than the political side. But these two things interest me, and I'll definitely be in front of the television on November 4th watching to see which way they go. Terrific. Well, but thanks again for joining us, don't, Mark. Don't what? What were, right, say? what were you going to say? No, no, no. Oh. What, what were you going to say? Don't think you're going to bet the Lion-Giants uh, game on, on uh, opening day of NFL. I'm going to definitely say that's not going to fly. <laughs> All right, we'll let you have the last word. Thanks, Mark. All right, thank you, Ashley. Listeners, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a -a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with high-quality gaming suede and suited speed cloths. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a Pro Caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code HOCRADIO when you check out at ProCaliberPoker.com or when ordering by phone at 240-25-POKER. That's 240-257-6537. Remember, to get your free gift when ordering your poker table, use offer code HOC Radio. That's H O C R A D I O. Order by phone at 240 257 6537 or online at ProCaliberPoker.com. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of August 11th, 2014. Well, things keep getting worse for Atlantic City. Last week, Donald Trump filed a lawsuit demanding that his name be taken down from the two casinos that still bear his name. Trump told the Associated Press that it's been five years since he had anything to do with the Trump Plaza and the Trump Taj Mahal, and that his name on the casinos tarnishes his personal brand and is confusing to customers. One of the reasons Atlantic City is doing so bad is the success of Maryland's four casinos, whose revenue rose 9.7% in July. The big winner was Maryland Live, which took in over $58 million and has over 80% of the market share in Maryland. On August 26th, Maryland will welcome its fifth casino, the Horseshoe Baltimore. And finally, a strange poker game in Melbourne, Australia, ended with the former premier of Tasmania being thrown out of the game and issued a $700 fine for failing to leave the casino. Former Premier Paul Lennon claimed he was thrown out for licking his index finger during the game, while a witness claims that Lennon started berating a woman at the table. 
Our production crew loves this story because it finally gives them a chance to use their Tasmanian Devil sound clip. I was mean, little devil. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's nothing like the classic cartoons. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Midwest poker players now have a poker tour to call their own. The Mid-States Poker Tour. The Mid-States Poker Tour is designed to cater directly to poker players. Great locations, deep stack tournaments, affordable buy-ins, and most importantly, large prize pools. The Mid-States Poker Tour proudly provides its players an exciting opportunity for poker play in one of the most underrated poker hotbeds in the country. Check out their website, msptpoker.com, for upcoming tournaments near you. The Mid-States Poker Tour. Finally, a poker tour designed for poker players. You're listening to the House of Cards. Oh, but, but you didn't even look at your cards. Looking at one's cards is a crutch for players who rely on skill. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We are joined by a previous guest that we've had on before. He is the founder of the Mid-Stakes Poker Tour, runs it now, and his name is Brian Molesky. Brian, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you? Never better. Happy to be doing this show and happy to be talking to you. Um, So for our listeners who may not be totally familiar with all the tours, let them know what your tour is and how it's different from the other perhaps better known tours like uh, the World Series of Poker and World Poker Tour. Yeah, absolutely. Well, obviously, the majority of the tours, uh, uh, especially like the WSOP circuit, consists of a series of events. Uh, our tour is generally designed for your weekend warriors, uh, your average Joes, people with daytime jobs. So we really uh, work on building a huge prize pool on a weekend. Um, and we are currently in, I think, 10 or 12 states uh, this season, 20-plus events. Already uh, 25 uh, events on the calendar for 2015 in, I know, more than 12 states, including uh, we'll be adding uh, and and haven't announced yet, but we'll be in uh, Florida, Mississippi, Maryland. Those locations uh, we'll be adding next year. So, yeah, our our tour is basically, um, you know, satellites, qualifiers, uh, you know, Wednesday to Friday, and then the main event Friday evening, Saturday evening are typically flights 1A and 1B, and then we uh, run day two on Sunday, and the goal is, uh, we have a you know a, a chainsaw approved Alan Kessler approved structure that we've implemented this year and it's been a huge hit, um, but still designed to get done in like a two day event format. So we're done Sunday nights, so people with daytime jobs that travel in uh, don't have to take off a lot of work to play for. You know, generally all our first place prizes have been over a hundred thousand dollars this year, uh, so that's uh, that's pretty cool. The the prize pools have been. You know, more than four hundred thousand a good a good majority of the time. That's fantastic. And just so we're clear, we're talking about a poker tour that basically has one big event that starts on one day and ends on the next. Or do you have a few events that do that? Uh, yeah. So all our events are like our main event is Friday to Sunday. So we run flight one A at four p.m. on Friday, flight one B four p.m. on Saturday, day two all day Sunday. We broadcast. Our final tables uh, with whole cards on PokerNews.com with RFID technology. And so that's really the basis of what our event is. It's that main event on the weekend. And everything leading up to it during the week. We do have uh, locations that will run some side events, you know, 60 anywhere from 50 to $100 side events during the week. But it's really primarily uh, the 250 qualifiers to get into the main event as well as the main events on the weekend. That's the... Uh, that's that's basically what we're trying to accomplish. So, what does it cost to buy into your main event? The main event is eleven hundred, one thousand plus one hundred. So we only have the ten percent juice, which is you know uh, lower than most of our competitors at this point. Uh, we you know that's the way it was years ago, and we've never increased ours. Uh, whereas some of them are you know as high as fifteen to twenty percent in some instances. So I know we get a lot of credit for that, which is great. We haven't ever increased that. We run sit-and-goes or even uh, multi-table satellites for as low as $60 during the week. Uh, we run qualifiers for $250 where the top 20% earn main event seats. But, uh, of course, our main event is $1,100 buy-in. Gotcha. That seems like it makes sense. Uh, a yeah. couple of other questions. You mentioned, by the way, we're talking to Brian Molesky, who is the founder and who runs the 
Mid-State Poker Tour. Also, you're still running uh, Minnesota Poker Magazine. Is that still something you're putting out? Yeah, that is correct. MNPokerMag.com, we still run that. The magazine is, uh, it is called Minnesota Poker Magazine, but it is on the shelves in five states, including North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, and Wisconsin, in addition to Minnesota. Uh, so, yeah, that's a big hit in this region, and uh, still doing that, of course. So you mentioned that you are going to be in Maryland, Florida, Mississippi. What other states, if you can rattle them off off the top of your head, because we have listeners all over the country, what other states yeah. are you in? Yeah, well, we we just got done yet last late last night at about one thirty in the morning in Iowa. So we were at Meskwaki Casino in Iowa. That event had three hundred sixty eight runners. First place was ninety six thousand won by Jonathan Olson, and uh, Alan Kessler was actually there doing commentary at our final table. So that just finished up late last night in Iowa. Uh, we just got done a month ago with our first trip ever to Las Vegas. We were at the Venetian. Wow! That event had eight hundred fifty four entrants. A uh, huge hit. And that was, uh, of course, during the World Series of Poker. And uh, Drake Bronk uh, from Chicago won that event for 163000 And then uh, prior to that, we were in Michigan. That had 411 runners. Uh, Jason Zarlinga won that for a little, I think, 102000 So uh, in addition to that, we're in Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota, Iowa, South Dakota, Colorado. I just mentioned Vegas, Michigan, um, Louisiana. Um, I think that's... Uh, we've been in Oklahoma previously. Like I said, we're working on Florida, Mississippi, and Maryland. I think I've uh, rattled them all off there. Hope I'm That's not a lot. Well, you are redefining Indiana. what... Indiana. Oh, Indiana. I didn't mention that. Indiana. What about yeah. Illinois, Arizona, New Mexico? Well, we're uh, we're actually this week at Majestic Star Casino in Gary, uh, Indiana, which is really designed for the Chicago, Illinois market. It's right over the border. Sure, I know it. Uh yeah, so Illinois doesn't have any, and in, in, there's certain uh, you know state requirements, and, and just poker rooms aren't large enough there um, to really host a major tour. And so everything there operates out of basically Gary, Indiana, which is right over the border, or Hammond, Indiana. You've probably heard of the W. Sure, the Hammond Horseshoe. Hammond. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's technically Indiana, but it's right outside Chicago, so it's designed for that market. Well, that's you've redefined the definition of mid states. Because it sounds like you're stretching down to the southwest and to the east coast and uh, the central yeah. states all over the place. That's wonderful. What are your? Yeah, uh, and, yep. How do people follow you? Is it just on PokerNews.com, or do you have any other television uh, network contracts? Uh, no, we don't. We don't broadcast on TV. We are strictly the internet. Uh, uh, like I said, uh, the, the reason that we really enjoy doing that is because players and fans and their family can watch it live. So you don't have to wait for six months to see it on, uh, you know, an obscure TV channel when you already know the results. And so uh, we run it on a 15-minute delay. Uh, family friends get to watch it live. Uh, so it, it, it's obviously exciting for them to get to see, um, you know, players that generally don't make, you know, final tables for six-figure scores. Uh, so it gets to be pretty exciting for them. Um, and, that, and we run it on PokerNews.com. We also, it's, uh, of course, also on MSPTPoker.com. We have Poker News live reporting at every single MSPT event, uh, so that's been a big hit as well as long as as, as well as the MyStack app uh, that you may have heard of that is used often during the WSOP. Yep. Um, so that is that is primarily what we do. Do you ever attract any name poker players? I know that uh, Greg Raymer from My Money really put the uh, the Heartland Poker Tour on the map when he won two yep. events. Do you have any players yep. of that caliber that play in your events? Ah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, uh, I just mentioned Alan Kessler was at our event over the weekend. Blair Hinkle comes to a lot of our events. He's from Kansas City, and so uh, he's been to at least 10 of our events. Jamie Gold came to one of our events last year. Um, and then, of course, there's a lot of just Midwest pros that come on a regular basis. Uh, Brandon On Command Myers, who's, a, you know, if, if you follow uh, online poker at all, he's a, uh, uh, you know, a big stud online, and he was just at our event this weekend and cashed. So we, we do attract a lot of big-name pros. Um, uh, Lance Kingpin, 023 Harris, was there this weekend. So, uh, yeah, no shortage, of, no shortage of names. You know, it's, it's kind of like they figured out, you know, let's be honest, this tour was designed for weekend warriors, right, kind of your amateur players. And so, of course, as you know, the pros tend to figure that out. Yeah. So, so but, you know, the larger we get, the more pros that we get because they, they, these, these are probably some of the softer 1Ks is what I hear uh, that you'll find in the nation. You mentioned uh, 
you mentioned Kansas City. Are you in Missouri as well? Uh, we are not currently in Missouri because, to be honest, up until now, uh, all the casinos in Missouri are owned by either Pinnacle, which owns the HPT, or Harrah's, which owns the WSOP. So, obviously, they're not going to let a competitor into one of those <laughs> locations. Um, but recently, uh, Lumiere, uh, because Pinnacle bought all the Ameristars in the country, uh, they were forced to sell one of their St. Louis properties, so they don't own all the properties in St. Louis. Thus, uh, Tropicana bought Lumiere. And uh, I already have... Uh, you know, uh, agreements with multiple Tropicana properties, including uh, the one that will be at here in just a couple of weeks, Tropicana Evansville, as well as Bella Baton Rouge in Louisiana. And uh, so I'm hoping to be able to get into Lumiere uh, within the next year. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Tropicana Evansville used to be the casino Aztar, right? I, You know, people were asking me that the other day, and I really don't know the history of that location, to be honest. Yeah, it's right over the river from Kentucky, I think. Um, but I, I vis- I've played in that room. It's a wonderful okay. little room. Uh, if they could accommodate a tournament your size without making some special arrangements, I'd be surprised. Maybe they're going to expand. But to- yeah, we, we've got we've got a ballroom set aside. For oh, our cool. Event. So we have yeah. So we've got plenty of space there. Evansville is a cool location because it's basically centered between four large cities. Uh, it's within three hours of. Indianapolis, Memphis, Nashville, and St. Louis. It's in the heart of all four of those cities. Uh, so, so we're expecting a good crowd. The, uh, the prelim satellites every Saturday have been drawing great numbers. So uh, we anticipate a good crowd when we're there in just a couple of weeks, three weeks. Yeah. You didn't mention Ohio. Or do you have your sights set on that state? We haven't worked our way out there yet. So, uh, And I think a lot of those locations in Ohio are owned by either Harris or even Hollywood, which is attempting yeah, to do. Yeah, that's right. Their, their own tour. So those are some of the limitations that I run into. Um, it's just that, you know, Pinnacle owns HPT and, and the Harris owns WSOP. So, uh, you know, I can't get into some of those locations. Any of the tribal locations are typically wide open, um, and some of the state-governed ones are as well. But, uh, you know, we're working our way out there. I've got some uh, players in Ohio um, that uh, travel to some of my other events, like in Michigan and Indiana. So, they're certainly lobbying for the MSPT to come there, so we'll see what we can work out in the future. Where are you going to be in Maryland? Oh, I can't talk about that yet. Oh, okay. You mentioned the state, <laughs> but you can't talk about the venue. I understand. No, I no. Uh, uh, I feel confident that it's uh, that it's going to that it's going to go. Um, but until things are signed, you know how that goes. Well, Brian, we'll have to save that for our next interview on this show, which we're eager to have as soon as you'd like to come back on. You're a great guest. Anything else you want to add before we go? No, like I said, uh, uh, for those that want to check out the MSPT to see if we're coming to a spot near you, you can go to MSPTPoker.com. We'll be at uh, Majestic Star Casino in Gary, Indiana, just outside Chicago this week. Uh, and then uh, Sioux Falls after that, and, of course, Tropicana and Evansville, as we just uh, discussed this month, and uh, making our first stop at Potawatomi Casino in Milwaukee uh, the first uh, last weekend and uh, first weekend of August and September. So check it out. Well, I, you know, I, that's one of the very few places in this country I haven't been. I may come up there to Potawatomi near Milwaukee at the end of August, beginning of September. Is that Labor Day weekend? Uh, that's a great question. I might be the weekend before that. I'm not positive, but, uh, the casino is huge. It's beautiful. They're, uh, just finishing up right now, a brand new gorgeous hotel on that property. And so we're excited about that. We'll be the first ones to break it in. If you decide to come out there, let me know. We'll, uh, we'll take care of you. All right. Well, I made you do just that. Again, listeners, we're talking to Brian Molesky. He runs the mid stakes poker tour. You've been a great guest. Thanks for coming on, Brian. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Anytime, I appreciate it. Okay. Listeners, we're going to come right back after a quick break. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fort Lee and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Texas Hold'em, deli tournaments, and sit-and-goes. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. 
The Borgatic Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout, and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Midwest poker players now have a poker tour to call their own. The Mid-States Poker Tour. The Mid-States Poker Tour is traveling around the region now. Their next major event is coming up at the Tropicana Evansville in Evansville, Indiana, August 16th to the 24th. The Tropicana event has a guaranteed main event prize pool of $200,000, so don't be left out. Check out their website, msptpoker.com, for registration and additional tournament information. The Mid-States Poker Tour, a poker tour designed for poker players. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. You're listening to the House of Cards. Casino said he wasn't much of a player. Why have a guy like that at your game? You obviously don't play poker. That's exactly why you want somebody like that at your game. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. This is our mailbag segment when I'm joined by one of my producers, the handsome Dave Weishat. I got to tell you, I want to tell everyone out there in Radioland that you're a trooper. Last week was uh, shingles, <laughs> and now this week you just found out you need root canal. Root canal. Oh. <laughs> Falling apart here. But the show must yeah. go on. Show there must go. go on. Well, the long saga has is coming to an end, I guess. I guess it's been 1,050 days since Black Friday and the uh, full tilt funds have been frozen, and now they're starting to be paid out. I guess I want to get your opinion on it. I, I know yeah, everyone I, is pretty happy about it. Well, I have a confession to make. Okay. I am, I suspect, among a large number of people who were owed money by full tilt, mine was in the double digits, not triple, quadruple, or, or bigger, who did not fill out the forms to get reimbursed. I mean, I started to, and then they, there was some red tape. But people who did, and I suspect there's a lot less money going out than there was owed, <laughs> yeah. you know, because people are like me. I mean, I'm probably more responsible than most folks, but I started to think, well, do I really? Mine was like 75 bucks. Maybe it was only 45 bucks. 
And I just never got to it in time. But now people have done it, and I talked to somebody who's getting his money, and we'll see. They're supposed to pay it all out. So he, so he was approved. From what I understand, they're going to do this in stages. I know the uh, the first people who were approved will be getting their money early March, and then I guess you have, if you didn't get approved, you have a chance to fix your paperwork yeah. until mid March, and then there were people like who were in a nebulous category because they uh, were affiliates of the site. Okay, and. There's some possibility that they will be excluded from the settlement because they were considered part of the site, even though people who were affiliates, they weren't part of the site. They were players who got a little money back. They got what's called rake back. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll see. I, you know, I'm out of the loop, I guess, a little because I thought people had already started to receive payments. But I guess from what you're saying, they haven't. Uh, no, apparently uh, earlier... I guess a week ago, two weeks ago, uh, they started getting uh, emails about they've been approved to receive. We're taping this in late February, so I don't right. want to date. But it's uh, they received uh, emails that they were approved and they were allowed to get their money back in the first round of repayment. And if you didn't get approved, you have another chance to get approved and get all, all right. your paperwork together for mid-March. And So we'll see. I hope they get that. And, and, uh, and another big story about online poker. Just a couple days ago, Nevada and Delaware just agreed to do a the first interstate. Compact. Compact. Interstate. Ah. So if you're a resident of Delaware, you can play on Nevada sites. And if you're a resident of Nevada, you can play on Delaware wow, sites. Wow, that's great. So it's, uh, that's great. So it's coming. I mean, the compacts that I, Nelson Rose, talked about. They're coming true. They're coming true. And then the question will be, will they allow people to play with international competitors? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have Nevada and Delaware yep. not considered interstate, why not have them play with the other party poker people in Europe and everywhere else in the world. Yeah, well, do you think this is the first step for federal legislation, or is it's certainly a step in the right direction? We'll okay. see if other people join in, if other states legalize and join this compact. But that's very good news. I'd, I'd be I'd, I'd be really curious at how they actually do it. I know they did the agreement a little while ago, but they didn't hammer out the details. I remember. A couple months ago in New Jersey, they had a whole thing with the geolocators trying to find people where they're playing. Yeah. You know, the no-play zones, and I still think there's still a lot of them in Nevada and New Jersey. And I guess banks are another sticky situation. You know, I had to change banks to actually play in New Jersey. So it's, Yeah, you uh, told me. I remember. Yeah. By the way, TD Bank is great. <laughs> so I'm going to give them a plug. Hell with it. Great. Anything but, else going on? Uh, yes, we do. We uh, I This... I've gotten about six emails this week, seven emails last week. I thought it was a pretty easy question, and uh, I guess it's kind of complicated for people. How do you qualify for the World Series of Poker? The people are saying, where do I find these events that I can win a seat? And right. Because we have a lot of guests talking about, you this know. It's very oh, easy. That's what I'm thinking. But it's You don't need to qualify for the World Series okay. of Poker. Uh, the World Series of Poker, as we'll learn from Seth Polanski, is really a series of uh, 50-some-odd bracelet events where the first prize is money and also a wonderful bracelet. And also there are all sorts of ancillary events at the same time. The main event is the $10,000 event, no longer the largest event. They have lots of events that actually cost more money. All it takes to enter the World Series of Poker is the cost of the entry fee. That's all you have to do. There are satellites for some of them. There are some online satellites that are legal in mm-hmm. some states. Um, there are satellites in poker rooms where the first prize is they give you money. That must be applied to the World Series mm-hmm. of Poker. And then there are tons of satellites on site at the Rio where and other uh, Caesars properties where you Right then, during the week or weeks of the World Series, you can win an entry fee. But you don't have to enter that way. Most people enter by ponying up the money. I've played in the World Series. I've never played in the main event. I've played in other events. I've ponied up 1500 2500 2000 um, I've never wanted to pay the ten grand, But you could. You could. Um, this year, there's a million-dollar event. If you want to, you and your brother can raise some funds uh, and, and do the million-dollar event. 
Well, they, uh, Rio just said they're guaranteeing $10 million for the winner now for of the, the, main, the main event. event. Of the, the main 10, event. 000, that's right. So. And there's an event where they guarantee a million dollars to the winner of a much smaller event called the Millionaire Maker. You can just put up $1,500, and first place is guaranteed to be a million bucks. But that will have to do it. Uh, we're done. That's Mailbag. But come back next week. Until then, good day and good luck. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.